Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. It is so good to see everybody. It's good to be back. Praise God. God has faithfully took us safely, and we went on a great vacation together. My wife and I, we disconnected, and it was just beautiful. So that's my good news. Let's get into the Word. Let's go to 1 John chapter 2, verse 26. It's going to be straight word like every Wednesday night. If this is your first time joining us on a Wednesday night, it is a true service. It's a condensed version of Sunday morning. It's a lot shorter service, but we go through the word verse by verse, chapter by chapter in each book, at, in a book at a time. So chapter by chapter, verse by verse, one book at a time. And right now we're in 1 John. Look at this verse. Let's hang out here for a minute. John the Beloved, the Apostle of Love, also referred to as John the Divine. He was the closest to Jesus. If you look at Scripture, Scripture says he would lay his head against Jesus' chest. He was very close to him. He says, I am writing these things to warn you about those who want to lead you astray. Would the world like to lead you astray? Yeah, we just, we just had a school shooting at a Christian school, and all the world could think about is that we were misidentifying the girl who wanted to be a boy that did it. That's not a laughing matter. That is scary and that's creepy. That is leading people astray. And I'm, let me tell you right now, you, you, I don't think it's anybody here or anybody on the live stream, but just in case, don't think that you're walking in love just because you accept a lifestyle. That is not walking in love. We accept people. Someone say people. I hit this hard on Wednesday nights. It's a smaller crowd. Not that we're afraid to talk about it on Sundays. We do as well. But I need there to be truth in your life because that is who the Holy Spirit is. He came to bring truth, Scripture said. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So don't ever be deceived as believers say, no, we're just walking in love because I just want everybody to love who they want and do what they want. Hey, people are going to do what they want anyway, whether you let them or not, whether you agree with it or not. i got to hit this hard. You accept people regardless of sexual orientation or whatever. We accept them. We love them. There's forgiveness, but people need to repent. And that's not just for homosexuals or lesbians. That's for people who are heterosexual or straight or whatever. Sin is sin. Somebody say sin is sin. We're going to call it what it is. We're not going to be rude or hateful or mean, but we're going to speak the truth in love, Scripture says. And sin is sin. We accept people. We don't accept lifestyles if they're anti-scriptural. Talking to my workout partner the other day, he said, I'm not going to let someone come in my house and drink, but I'm not going to let someone come in my house and cuss either. Now, usually they're not going to do that. I happen to be a pastor, you know, as you know, but they may try to do that. They're not welcome to do that. And I've had to tell people, hey, hey, let, let's lighten up on the language there, please, please. And it's funny. Some people, you tell that. Some will realize it and some will go, what? I didn't say anything. Have you ever had someone do that? Like what? They don't, it's, it's as natural as breathing to curse. So no. Don't let the world mislead you that sin is okay. Don't let the world mislead you that what Hollywood, do, Hollywood does is right. Just because they're good-looking men and women or they got good makeup on and the lighting is just right and the special effects are just right, don't think that how they're living is an example to you. And there's a lot of... Man, there's a lot of Hollywood Christians out there, and they're not living right. And I got news for some of you. 
there are even worship artists out there who claim to be Christians, and they, they say crazy stuff about the Bible. So look into who you're listening to, okay? Really, think about it. We want people's lifestyle to res- respect, respect and reflect Jesus. He said, I am writing, the apostle says, I'm writing these things to warn you about those who want to lead you astray. Christian artist said in the last few years, young lady, I'm not going to give her name, bless her heart. She has a beautiful voice. She said, um, yeah, I've, I've read the Bible, and I know what it says about homosexuality, but would you read it and explain it to me? Because I don't know. She didn't want to commit. See, she didn't want to lose any fans. What do you mean, sis? You don't know. Do you speak English? It's right there. It's in the book of Romans in different places. Jesus said marriage is between a man and a woman. I can't, I can't diverge from that. Why do I hit this hard sometimes? Because Christians are being deceived. Jesus said over and over again in these chapters talking about the end times, he said many will be deceived. He said, be not deceived. So don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. Don't fall for the trap of just because they're doing it doesn't mean it's right. It's got to line up with Scripture. I've been hitting this really hard. Uh, man, I had Bible study last night, had staff meeting today, and here we are again. And then we had a baptismal class, and everything we're hitting is truth. It's the truth of God's Word. I didn't make it up. I'm not smart enough to make it up. We go with the Word. You have questions about it? You may not know how to interpret everything in the Word, but there are some things that are, not everything's black and white in there, but some things are very black and white. Some things the Lord just says, this is not right. This is sin, and those who practice these things are not of God. So, I'm writing these things to warn you about those who want to lead you astray. Always go back to the Word. But, someone say, but. But you have received the Holy Spirit, and He lives within you, so you don't need anyone to teach you what is true. Whoa. What on earth? Now, that doesn't mean that you don't go to church, you don't learn. But basically, what is Scripture saying here? People know what's true, really, down at their, in their core. They may want to ignore it. They be, may be mad at you because you live it. They're convicted. Whatever. He lives within you. That Holy Spirit, He lives within you. So you don't need anyone to teach you what is true. For the Spirit teaches you everything what? You need to know, and what He teaches is true. It is not a lie. Yeah, Jesus said... I'm going to send the Spirit of truth. That's who the Holy Spirit is. Jesus is at the right hand of the Father now. We have the Holy Spirit. That means God is everywhere at once, right? He's omnipresent. And the Holy Spirit is true, and He leads us. He's the Spirit of truth, and He leads us, Jesus said, into all truth. Someone say all truth. Not just truth about marriage, not just truth about baptism, not just truth about how to treat people, not just truth about forgiveness, not just truth about love. It is the truth about everything. It is all truth. Someone say all truth. So just as he taught you, remain in fellowship with Christ. How do you do that? Anybody? How do you remain in fellowship with Christ? Pray. Read the word. Man, that's basics. Fasting. Mm Mm-hmm. Let me just add another one. It's real simple. Show up at church where they teach the Word. We help each other, don't we? We hold each other accountable. Just as He has taught you, remain in fellowship with Christ. How do you remain in fellowship with Christ? Fast, pray, read the Word, just the basics. Connect with other believers at church, serve. But remain in Christ by practicing a Christ-like lifestyle. Look at the next verse. And now, dear children... Remain in fellowship with Christ so that when he returns, (laughs) you will be full of courage and not shrink back from him in shame. That is a very unusual verse. 
Can you imagine the Lord showing up and you're like, oh, man, I didn't really live like I should, man. I didn't really remain in Christ. I hope he lets me in. No, you serve him here and now. You got plenty of time. There's no excuses. Serve God now. You know the truth. Now live it. Now, dear children, remain in fellowship with Christ so that when he returns, you will be full of courage and not shrink back from him in shame. Next verse. Since we know that Christ is righteous, he advocates right standing, right living, but righteousness is right standing with God. We also know that all who do what is right are God's children. Isn't that something? All who do what is right are God's children. So Matthew chapter 7 says you will know them by their fruit, right? So if people are constantly living an anti-Christian, anti-God lifestyle, are they God's children? Not a trick question. That's simple, isn't it? We also know that all who do what is right are God's children. Next one. See how very much our Father loves us, for he calls us his children, and that is what we are. Look at this, the simplicity of this. But the people who belong to this world don't what? They don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know him. That's why you get called funny names sometimes because you serve God. Oh, you just think you're better than me. No, I'm a child of God. I'm different than you, but I'm not better than you. But I still have God's favor now because I serve him. Dear friends, we are already God's children. But he has not yet shown us what we will be like when Christ appears. I believe that means we won't know exactly because it goes on to say this. But we do know that we will be like what? Like him, we'll be like Christ, for we will see him as he really is. Ooh, there's a lot there. Let me read that again. Let me read that whole verse again. Dear friends, we're already God's children, but he has not yet shown us what we will be like when Christ appears. But we do know that we will be like him, for we will see him as he really is. At that moment, you will see everything that Jesus is. We have some hints, right? He came back from the dead. And we, know, we knew his character even before he died and rose again, that he was loving, forgiving, perfect. Did you know even Muslims will tell you? They won't admit that Jesus is God in the flesh, but even Muslims will tell you he's the only perfect man who ever lived and that he was a great prophet. Well, yeah, a prophet and more than a prophet. So he was perfect. He was holy. He was a prophet, but he was also God manifest in the flesh. We have some hints about who he was. And after he was resurrected from the grave, we, knew, we know that he could eat, but he could disappear, he could appear, he could do all kinds of miraculous stuff because he was in a resurrected, glorified body. And we're going to have all the clues when we really meet him and know him we're, more than clues. We're going to see him as he really is, okay? You're going to be like Jesus one day. So practice being Christ-like now. It leads up to that, okay? We know humans aren't perfect, but we can practice being Christ-like. Can I get an amen in this house? All right. Say, how do I do that? You follow God's word. To the best of your ability with God's help, by his Holy Spirit. You can only do it with God's help, not in your own strength. And all who have this eager expectation will keep themselves pure, hmm. just as he is pure. There's some things you're not even going to flirt with, you're not even going to mess with, you're not going to touch. You say, I'm not going to do that. The book of James says, keeping ourselves unspotted from the world. Did you know when you're around stuff and you permit it and you okay it, you become stained by the world? But the book of Revelation says, when he comes back for us, we as his bride, we will be unmarked and unstained and unspotted by the world. You do that by faith. There's things you're not part of. You say, I will not do that, and I'm not going to be part of that. Okay? Now let me add to that real quick. 
Keeping yourself pure. Let's go back to that one. When you keep yourself pure just as he is pure, that means you have to have a boundary. Or let me rephrase that. Boundaries. Boundaries in Spanish are translated as limits. There's certain things you just don't allow in your life. You say, not here, not now. You can't do that. You tell other people. You have boundaries with the enemy, which is Satan. But you also have boundaries with people because you're going to be dealing with people often in life. And you say, nope, we're not going to do that. I'm not going to let you act that way with me. But I forgive you and I love you. And here's my boundary. And we're not going to do that. I'm not going to allow this. There's certain things, like I said earlier, you're not going to allow in your house. I don't know who I'm talking to. It's probably not you. It may, may or may not be people on the online in the online service, in the live stream. But you don't allow witchcraft in your house. Ouija boards are no joke. If you've ever messed with those and you ask the Lord for forgiveness, you repent and move on. Those things are demonic. That is demons talking to people. And demons are full of lies and they draw you away, away from God. And when you seek demons, you are seeking other gods. That is idolatry. You don't want to do that. You don't ever want to play or flirt with witchcraft. Here's something else. This is a freebie. Someone say a freebie. This is free. No extra charge tonight. Don't be watching movies with a bunch of horror in them. Blood and gore and, and awful. Um, that stuff always leads to perversion. Don't mess with that stuff. Don't mess with that kind of movies. Don't allow it in your house. You want to keep yourselves pure? Be careful what you watch. Be careful who you're around. Be careful what you allow to happen in your home. Your home should be your sanctuary. Say, they're family. I don't care if they're the king of England. You don't come in my house and act like that. You don't. And I'm not speaking to anyone in particular. I'm speaking on, on your behalf, but I'm speaking to you as well. You don't have to allow it. It's just, uh, sorry, rules of the house. Sorry, you don't get to do that. We're not, we're not going to do that, okay? So no, go do that. It sounds like something my dad would say. I'm channeling my dad right now. He, dad, dad would say, you go do that somewhere else. You, I got pastor quotes for days. Dad will go, what? What'd you say? We're not, he, he, I don't know how many times he looked at me and went, what? We're not going to do that here. Oh, yes, sir. I always got the last word with mom and dad. I always got the last word. I said, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. That's how you get the last word. And it was hard because you'd say, yes, sir, and then dad would proceed to lecture. Dad's a teacher. He's a, a teacher extraordinaire. He would continue to tell you why and talk about it. And you're like, oh, man, I shouldn't have even brought that up. <laughs> By the way, dad is 75 years of age today. Let's give the Lord a clap offering for his life. <laughs> Praise God. So proud of dad. He's a great man of God. 75 years of age. So. You want to keep yourself pure? Have boundaries. Certain things you go, nah. -uh. Guys, it, it, I don't know why I'm harping on this, but let me hit this. You know, just like a recovering alcoholic is not going to allow alcohol in their house or should not, everybody is recovering from the world. Did you know that? Regardless of whether you were raised in a Christian home or not, there's junk you don't need in your house. You don't allow it. Don't allow it in your car. I remember back in the day, Man, there was a grumpy old man at the finance company. I remember his name. I'm not going to give it to you right now. He was a cool guy, but he got in my car. I'll never forget this. The, the manager of the finance company I was working at says, Matthew, she called me Matthew. She said, Matthew, would you give, give him a ride to the bank? He's going to cash his check and pay us. And I thought, okay. I was 19, just whatever. 
Well, he goes to get in my car and he lights a cigarette and he has a cup of coffee. And he's so fragile at this point. So he's smoking and they're helping him get in the car and he has a cup cup of coffee. I said, Mr. So-and-so, I said, number one, would you, I'm going to compromise with you. Would you put out the cigarette and throw it out of my car? Because this, this is going to smell good in here. Would you just, I don't, I don't remember what I said, actually. That may be embellishment to make the story cooler. I hope it impressed you. But I, I said, can you, can you put out the cigarette and throw that out, please? And I said, we'll compromise. Drink some of the coffee because it's about to spill. Because I knew I couldn't do coffee and cigarettes in my ride. Those two just don't mix real well. Coffee and cigarette breath. Mmm. Either one on their own stands pretty strong all by itself. Like onions, right? <laughs> Garlic. I drew a boundary. I said, I'm going to help. I'm going to work with you. I'm going to do this. But we can't do this. So stop right here. The car's not even paid off yet. So no, don't do that. Let's move on. You want to stay pure? Have boundaries. Things that you just... Guys, the no is so powerful, it may change relationships, though. Be careful. When you use it, it could change your relationships forever. You tell somebody no, they may just get mad at you. Isn't that funny? Even adults, it's like a child. You tell them no. Our dog, you tell him no, and I feel like he understands it, but he doesn't want to do it. He starts barking and bouncing and back-talking. We're going to get that out of him. No. People are like that. 50 years of age. No. What's wrong with you? No. I said no. Just got to live with it. Everyone who sins is breaking God's law. We know that, right? For all sin is contrary to the law of God. It's contrary to God's character because he's perfect. And you know that Jesus came to take away our sins Someone say take away, not just cover and hide and sweep under the rug. Remember John the Baptist, he said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus came to take away our sins and there is no sin in him. There's no sin in him. So if there is no sin in Jesus, in God, right, don't be questioning and blaming God for everything because we know he's perfect. Are you with me? If there's no sin in him, then everything he does is righteous. Even the things he allows are for your benefit because there's no sin in him. He's perfect. Let's keep going. Anyone who continues to live in him will not sin or will not practice sin. Okay? We're going to explain some more of this here in a moment. But anyone who keeps on sinning does not know him or understand who he is. So people who say, I've accepted Jesus, but I'm going to just keep living how I used to sin, or if they teach others to do that, they're in trouble. Oh, no, you just get, you accept Jesus. He's fire insurance, so you you don't have to die and go to hell. No, you got to serve him. Once you accept him, it's time to serve him. Or don't accept him at all, at all, and don't call yourself a Christian. Whatever you do, go first class, right? Another Fabian Senna quote. You're going to be worldly, man, live like the devil 180%. If you're going to be a believer, go, go just as much. Go all out. Go hard. Dear children, don't let anyone deceive you about this. He's, he's harping on this a little bit. When people do what is right, It shows that they're righteous even as Christ is righteous. It shows that they're righteous even as Christ is righteous if they're doing what is right. Why? Matthew chapter 7, Scripture explains Scripture. You'll know them by their fruit. But when people keep on sinning, 
it shows that they belong to the devil. We just tore down that whole greasy grace theory, didn't we? Said, no, you accept Jesus. You have a grace pass for everything. You can just live like the devil. You're going to go to heaven. That's not what it teaches. If you're saved, then you practice serving God. You don't practice sin. Talking to Dad Brown about this several times. We'd had a long road trip together recently. We talked about it. I think many people just pick Christian as the label. It's, it's something they identify with. Well, I'm not Muslim. I'm not this. I'm not that. I'm not a Buddhist, but I'm a Christian. Well, you identify with it, but are you a believer because you practice serving God and being Christ-like? You don't have to be perfect, but you have to not want to practice sin anymore. You'll make mistakes, but we repent. When people keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil who's been sinning since the beginning. And many people do this willfully. But the Son of God, what? Came to destroy the works of the devil. Hmm. I'm going to finish up with this one. It's 1 John 3, 9. Those who have been born into God's family, someone say God's family, do not make a practice of sinning. Do you see the explanation there? You don't practice sin. You're going to mess up. We're going to sin sometimes. But if you're just sinning all day, every day, constantly, you need to really take that up with the Lord. Those who have been born into God's family do not make a practice of sinning because God's life is in them. So they can't keep on sinning because what? They are children of God. Let me read that verse again in closing. One more time. Those who have been born into God's family do not make a practice of sinning or a habit, right? Because God's life is in them, so they can't keep on sinning because they are children of God. Somebody say, amen. Man, we praise God for his word. We got to 1 John 3, 9 tonight. Any questions? I know you're not going to ask any questions. All right. Go ahead and bow your heads. Let's pray together. I know most of you are already believers. You've accepted Jesus, most likely. But just to make sure, I do an altar call every service, whether I'm calling you to the altar physically or calling your heart to the altar to meet with God. I do it every service. So I ask you tonight, if you have never confessed Jesus as your Lord and Savior, would you please raise your hand so we can pray together as a family and make sure your heart is right with God so one day when you cross over in, into eternity, you'll go to spend eternity with Him in heaven. Is there anyone in this house who says, Pastor Matt, I have never accepted Jesus. Would you pray with me? Raise your hand, please. Anyone at all? Just making sure. All right, Neha. We're going to pray with you. Make sure you repeat this prayer with me, okay? Everybody repeat this prayer. This is also for those on the live stream. Repeat this with me, Neha. Get her to see if she'll repeat it. Say, Heavenly Father, please forgive me of my sin. I'm a sinner. Without you, please forgive me. Cleanse me. Jesus, come into my heart. I need you. I can't live without you. Say, I believe and I confess that Jesus is Lord of my life. He died and he rose again. Thank you for saving me, Lord. I'm a believer. Now live within me forever. In Jesus' name, amen.